Hey guys, this is Kim with Wheel Access Talk. Um, I kind of just wanted to record a little episode. I don't know how long it's going to be, but um, I'm actually not recording it on my computer today. I'm recording from my phone. So, anyways, um, I've had this job for like a little over a month now, and... It's very emotionally taxing, but I'm learning it pretty quickly, and my supervisor has been really, really happy with me, so that that helps with my mental health, um, but also having a chronic medical condition, and that's, that's what I want to talk about, because having a chronic medical condition and working can be super stressful and luckily my supervisor also has a chronic medical condition so she understands what added stress can do to the body when you have a chronic medical condition and I really appreciate that because if she didn't understand that she might not be as flexible with getting me up to a full caseload as she has been because 25 is a full caseload right now I'm at 10 and I just barely like I have one more intake to do and then all 10 of my clients will have the intakes well the initial first meeting of the intakes out of the way I still have other paperwork to do with that, but, but I'm just really happy that, uh, um, that I have that kind of a supervisor because you don't find that everywhere. You don't find a supervisor who is understanding, you know, when it comes to you having a chronic condition because she, like, I disclosed to her the other day kind of what my condition does in general, but I didn't go into any details. Um, she hasn't met me in person yet. Everything's been virtual, and I haven't been to the office when she's at the office, so I haven't had the opportunity to meet her in person yet, and I would love to. One day, soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I, I think anyone, well, first of all, anyone with a job should have supportive supervisors because honestly, jobs are stressful regardless of what they are and whether or not you have a disability. But when you have a disability, it magnifies that stress because you have all these other things you have to worry about, you know, because you have a disability. So, the thing is, if you don't work in a supportive environment, it makes your job that much harder because then you're trying to do things, you're stressing yourself out because you're trying to get things done because it's a very demanding job and nobody is supporting you. 
or people just don't understand, you know, that there's only so much you can do before you get overwhelmed and need to stop. Because, I mean, my brain is an overload. I'm having trouble not checking my work email after I'm done working. And I've been stopping work between 3.30 and 4.30 in the afternoons. And I find myself checking my email until I go to bed. Like, just randomly checking it. And that's not good. You know, but my brain is caught up in everything I'm learning. And my therapist says that it's normal. But if I keep it up, it's going to affect my mental health. I had a meeting with my team lead today. And I told her that I was like, I keep checking my email when I'm not supposed to. And my supervisor, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but my supervisor, you know, said I don't need to respond to her emails when she sends them in the middle of the night. Well, it's because I freaking keep checking my email and I don't need to be checking it when I'm not working. And so I have to learn that boundary for myself because boundaries are important. Especially in a job like mine because I work in behavioral health. And behavioral health is very demanding because I'm dealing with everybody else's issues. And so, if I'm stressing myself out, how am I going to help these people? You know, I sure, I have my own problems. There's no doubt about that one. But, you know, if I'm not taking care of myself... I can't take care of my clients. My clients are relying on me to take care of them, to help them. I mean, take care of them seems like I'm babysitting, but so maybe not take care of them, but to help them achieve their goals and improve upon their mental health. If I forget about my mental health, I can't do that successfully. So... It's important for me to take care of my mental health. And I'm super, super grateful that I have a supportive supervisor, you know, and not just a supervisor, everyone else. I have like. Okay, so I have like three main people I can reach out to my supervisor, my team lead, and then there's another supervisor that. I occasionally reach out to if I can't reach either of the other two people, you know, but I also am part of a WhatsApp group for my team, you know, the team that I'm part of, which is also helpful because I can reach out to them, but also I can access all of the case managers in my area with the company I work for you know, through email. So I've reached out to them for resources. I've reached out to them by giving them resources that I've found because I'm jumping the gun with my clients, okay? I don't even have their service plans done and I'm already finding them resources, but it's just because it's what I'm used to. All of my internships, that's what I was doing. It was pretty much just finding resources for clients you know, sometimes helping them access those resources. Well, you know, today they're like, no, you can't do that. 
you have to get the service plan completed because you can't bill for it if you don't have the service plan complete because Medicaid reimburses for whatever we do because I don't get paid hourly. I'm fee for service, which means I get paid a set rate per service hour. You know. So I only get paid if if Medicaid says okay. You know, I I do my billing and you know, if I haven't done that service plan, they're not going to reimburse for that. You know, so I worked for free. And so I can't bill for some of these things that I've already sent to my clients until they re- they until I do the service plans. You know. So it's just frustrating. Um you know. So it's just basically the whole point of this episode is just having a supportive work environment and the importance of it because if you have a toxic work environment, you're not going to be as productive as you would be if you have a supportive work environment and I appreciate my supportive work environment and I let my supervisor know as often as possible because she has complimented me to her supervisor a couple times and that makes me feel great you know I mean I completed an assessment and a service plan for a client and she gave me a high compliment on it like wow I guess I'm learning I know what I'm doing and my team lead today in our weekly meetings because I'm still technically in training um she said you know you your notes are really good you're doing a really good job I really super appreciate when people tell me I'm doing a good job but she also gave me some constructive criticism but this is something I already knew but I appreciate that she brought it up anyways you know is my lack of confidence in my skills, you know, that I second-guess myself a lot, which I know that I do. But I appreciate her recognizing that, you know, that she sees it, you know, and it's something I'm trying to work on. But you know where the lack of confidence comes from? The lack of confidence comes from my experience. My experience is in this world as someone with a disability my experiences have made me feel like I don't know anything like I'm not any good like and even in college I had people that were supposed to be supportive fail me and these were people that worked for the college that their one job was to be supportive of me and I had my field liaison in my second to last semester of college second last semester of grad school okay tell me that social work was not for me because I got upset 
over a client disclosing that she attempted suicide twice and both times were in the last few months and that I broke down after I sent the client back to her class. You know, I sent her back and then I broke down to my supervisor who told my field liaison. And then my field liaison said, I don't think social work is for you. You should find another profession. And that's just absolutely terrible. Who does that? Their one job was to support me, not discourage me. And she discouraged me. And that sticks with me. And that hurts the most. Because I was one semester away from finishing grad school. And it took me four and a half years to finish grad school. Because I kept hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. My life has been full of a ton of roadblocks. Somehow I've I've gone around them or jumped over them or something. I don't know. I've gotten past the roadblock somehow. Don't know how, but I've done it. I mean, a master's degree is a huge thing and I don't even know how I did it. I really don't because I was ready to give up. I was like, you know, one semester left. If I don't finish it now... I'm done. I'm not even going to finish it. But somehow, I finished it just like the struggles I've had with finding a job. I started looking in December before I even graduated. Actually, I might have even looked in November of last year. You know, I didn't graduate till like mid-December. Okay, so. And I've been looking and interviewing and stressing out and looking some more and tweaking my resume 20 times and getting assistance through agencies to help me find a job and I feel like I wasn't getting anywhere because people were either not responding to me about a job I applied for or I was interviewing and they decided to hire someone with more experience and that hurts and I I kept, like, crying out on a Facebook group that I belong to of people in my same profession. And, I, like, I've been crying out to them on and off for over a year now. And, you know, people are throwing all these things out, out there, like, you know, have you tried applying here? What about this or this or this? And then somebody's like, hey my company is hiring, send me your resume and I'll send it on to my supervisor. And do you know what happened? That, that HR, HR from that company called me, reached out to me, did like an initial, not real. well, I mean, I guess it was kind of an interview, but it was more like a screening. Um, and you know, she liked me. So she sent my information on to the supervisor. The supervisor scheduled an interview with me. And then less than an hour after that interview, HR called me and said, we'd like to offer you this position. I was like, holy crap. I almost cried right there on the phone because it had been almost a year that I was searching. And I finally had a job. 
and you know my supervisor has said it time and again it's my passion for helping people that she saw in me and that's why she hired me and it's about time somebody saw that and I was really 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 grateful and I'm still really 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 grateful I was terrified when I started this job because I'm like what if I can't do this I've never done this type of work before sure I've done internships but this is like the real world this is I'm getting paid to help these people and you know what if I screw up and I still worry about that sometimes but not as bad as I did a month ago because a month ago I got overwhelmed when I did my first intake because I was like I have no idea what I'm doing this is insanity. I'm never going to get this. I'm going to fail and they're going to fire me. But they didn't. Because clearly I'm learning. So it's been a great experience. A lot of that stress that was holding me down got lifted the day they called me and said, We'd like to offer you this position. Here's how much it pays. When can you start? That right there. Okay, I still a little confused by fee-for-service. But it seems to be working out. I'm I'm entering notes and billing for things. So, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing because nobody has told me I'm not. So... Yay! So, guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. And it's only been, like, maybe a couple weeks since my last one. So, I'm glad that I got around to doing it again without it, like, a month or more going by. So, thank you. Like, subscribe. Go on Facebook and find Wheel Access Talk Podcast. And you can get updates there. I really appreciate you guys so very much. And share this podcast. Share it, share it, share it. Thank you so much.